Hello, hello, and welcome back to uh, to this podcast. Joking around, I haven't said what it's called in ages, have I? But it's not really important, is it? Hi, how you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. So, um, I'm not actually doing a gig this week. I was going to do a walk-in um, either tonight, Wednesday, or tomorrow, Thursday. But I'm kind of. I think I need to spend a bit more time uh, honing my next script. I'm going to a lot more comedy. I went to a, a gig last night at the Royal George, which is a G&B comedy, which I've never done, but I, I, I really should get into that one because it's, it's a really nice night. Um, the only problem with it, it's another one of those bringers and you're relying on people to come again. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's why I have avoided it. Uh, but it was fun, it's good. Um, nice little room downstairs in the, the Royal George, which is uh, right next to Tottenham Court Tube. It's a good little gig on a Tuesday night. Tuesdays tend to be a bit difficult for me for family reasons and stuff. But, you know, I'm getting out there and doing a lot more gigs. So i kind of got to find some, some new ones as well, I think. Uh, I'm going back to the Freedom Fridge as a punter to watch Rachel. She kindly came out and, uh, and saw me last Thursday. And that was really nice. So I'm going to go this Thursday and, and support her. She's actually doing some new material as well. Maybe I should try and have a word with her at the end of this. See if she's up for that. Uh, but that means that I've been to the fridge three times in a row, uh, three weeks in a row, uh, which is good. It's a nice venue, but I kind of need to find some other ones. Uh, I do have a lot of gigs booked in, and a lot of them are outside of London now, um, including the two that I'll be running, one with Phil. Um, so there are quite a lot more gigs happening outside London that I'm, I'm getting, which is good. And that's that's really nice because you get a uh, a different kind of audience. Um, I've gone into depth on this before, but um, it's in a way it's it's more challenging because you've got to think more about what kind of material will work with them. When you go to open mic nights, you can just do anything you like. And it's a fairly young crowd, so you tend to just kind of ride through it. Whereas... The last yurt gig that I did, it was an older crowd, so I was a bit more nervous and worried about how my stuff would work. But the more you do that kind of audience, then the more more you'll get to learn what works where. So I was I was surprised. I was I was pleasantly surprised that my uh, my last set that I did at the yurt worked as well as it did, because it was it is aimed at a more young young kind of crowd. So. With an older crowd, it still worked. It's fun to do the Usher stuff, but I don't want to have to rely on the sound. That's the thing. It's, it's a bit gimmicky, but it's funny. It, it works. That, that's quite nice. So I, I need to really work on this new set, which is the um, getting knocked off my bike set. I have gone through it already, again, and rewritten some of it, so I'm, I'm getting there with it. Uh, I think my next gig is... Monday at, at Jester Jester's, which is Betsy Trotwood, which is a really nice little venue. I know that they can do sound there, so I could always go and do my my um, Usher set. But it'd be really nice to try do something that's um, that's new, that uh, a bit more challenging again. So I think I might try to do that. I've kind of got in the habit of. When I do new material, it's, it's all got to be new. And I think it's because I don't write traditional jokes. I don't write a, a setup and a punchline. 
that's self-contained. I, I quite often write stuff that's all linked in. So, for instance, I, when I'm doing Netflix, I have lots of little Netflix jokes, but on their own, they're, they're not very good. But when it's a sequence about them, it just feels a bit stronger. And one thing I've kind of noticed people doing uh, when they're doing their new material is that they, they do old stuff and just slip in the odd new joke. Now, I'm, I find it a bit tricky to do that. Uh, I, I can't just slip new stuff in. I mean, once I've established a set so that it, um, I know that it works a bit, I can then play with it a little bit and we'll try and develop it a little bit more. Uh, and it's quite, it's quite interesting when you see established acts that go up there and, and actually they do their strong stuff that I've heard a few times and they know the timing, it all just feels really slick and works really well. And then as soon as they switch to doing new stuff, they don't have the confidence in it. And I think that's one trick that you've got to try and overcome really is when you're doing brand new stuff, when it's just in between your kind of tried and tested stuff I think if you can just deliver it with with conviction and have belief that it's good regardless of whether it is or whether it's the first time you've done it or anything then I think that sells it a bit better and that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do more and more just a thought I had and uh, wanted to slip it in there there you go Well, we're all fans of the podcast. Um, yeah. Hi, Rach. Hello. We're switched into actually talking to Sorry, each other now. I just as if we a bad moment. <laughs> as if we haven't been talking for the last ten minutes already. Uh, yeah, we're here at Freedom Fridge, and I'm not doing anything tonight, but you are. What are you doing? I'm doing uh, five minutes of more or less new stuff. Good. Some of it will be the same, but new stuff mainly. I'm very excited about that, because I'm not doing the same stuff I've been doing for gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs. And gigs. So I'm really fascinated with the whole process of writing new stuff at the moment because I, I always feel like I've got to do new things. But my approach is to write an entirely new five minutes. And yeah. I don't know whether that's the right way to do it or what. I've, I, I've well, no idea. What, what, how have you approached it this time? Then? The way I've approached it is not with a plan. It's just that I wrote, I decided what new material I wanted to do. Um, and... I couldn't work out how to start in a different way, so I haven't. I've started in the same way. And then I wanted to put as much new material in as possible, so it's, it's not ending with the same stuff as normal. It's just new material all the way to the end. And if the end doesn't go well, then I'll change it. That's cool. Because what they say, what the advice is to, is to start with some stuff that you know really well, get the crowd on your side, and then put some new stuff in the middle and then end on stuff that's new. But I, can't, I don't feel like I have to do that. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I think, like, with five minutes, it doesn't matter, does it really? Thanks, Andy. I'm third in the first half, okay. That's cool. good, that's important. That's good. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, it's up to you, isn't it? You don't want to, like, stink, stink no out rules. the gig and make it awful, but actually, you can just go, well, this isn't going to go very well and die on your ass. It's okay, that's allowed. You said something a little while ago to me, which was treat every gig as though you're going to do really, really well, like it's amazing stuff you're going to say yeah. and that's half the battle so even if you kind of your jokes don't work you've still got the confidence to put you through it yes and I like seeing comics who can do that I'm not sure whether I'm one of them but there are some comics who can go on get nothing because it's a cold crowd and they're on first and they still go on like they're smashing it all the way through to the end 
and then they walk off like it's been the best gig of their entire life and I think that's that's great well assuming you don't get booed off tonight yeah. um, next thing we'll hear probably will be a little bit of what happens tonight that's cool excellent good I'm cool. looking forward to it I will catch up after okay your own children to put you down. <laughs> not good, not good lip really. You may not have toddlers. Imagine a tiny drunk flatmate. Uh, stumbling, vomiting, telling you they hate you, and they're not going to leave for 15 years. So that was you, Rachel. Oh yeah, that was me. Just that clip there. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's amazing, this stuff. Um, how do you think it went? How, how did it go? Um, well, it was it was new stuff. Uh, it was a quite a quite a quiet room, so it didn't go that well. But it was all right, and I think you know the, the point with all this stuff is always that you just learn so much about what you're doing by doing it, and it doesn't really matter whether it goes really well or really badly. I know now some of the bits worked, some of the bits didn't work. Uh, don't forget your set twice during the five minutes. Um, Did you forget something? Yeah, yeah. I lost my place several times. And I left out the actual point of the last bit. The whole last bit, which was about Ikea, right, which is A, a bad idea anyway, because someone else talks about Ikea tonight. But now I had an actual joke written, a proper joke, for the end of that. And I forgot, no way. <laughs> I forgot to do it. So, uh, yeah, so that was annoying. No, it's hard. It's really hard because you do new stuff and you don't. I don't know. For me, when I do it new, it's either we get through it by just just powering through, just ride a wave with it, or it's just impossible and nothing works. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, a, a bad gig is not a bad thing. You know, it doesn't matter if it doesn't go very well. You still learn stuff about it, and then you know what to do for next time. So I do think like I've got loads of stuff I know already. I'm going to do for next time. So. It's, Oh. Cool. And you can't leave your stuff alone, can you? No. So to speak. No. But you always change it. You don't stick with exactly the same yeah. sort of wording for jokes. Yeah. Some, some people do. Exactly. And like some people do a lot more gigs than me, and they change one thing every night so that they can really test whether that bit is better with the change they've made. Whereas I tend to change 80% of it, uh, which means it's very difficult to then assess like what works and what didn't because it's completely different stuff. I think it depends how often you gig as well. If you're doing it every night, then you can change it quite subtly and then you you learn from it. But if if you're doing one a week or or less than that, it's really hard to kind of nail it down. It feels like you've got that five minutes to try it and and then another week to wait. Yes, exactly. But also, you know, now I can sit through the second half and I can watch all the acts and go, right, what are they doing that's working and what can I nick off them in terms of approach? Not material, but approach. Uh, so, so that's also quite useful. Do you have an independent audience member here? As well? I don't know if you're going to talk or not. <laughs> I can talk. You can talk. This is uh, Paminda, a friend from work. Can who... Paminda talk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, sometimes. Uh, yeah, you, this is the first time you've seen Rachel? First or? time I've seen Rachel, yeah. Did you enjoy it? 
I enjoyed she stood there. it. I know, right. I'm not going to say anything that I haven't already said to her. And it's really interesting when you know someone on a work colleague, friend basis, and they're bloody funny anyway, but then to see them adopt their persona and have that presence on stage. It's weird, isn't it? It's really, no, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And she, you know, you've got great presence. You make your mark. And uh, yeah, you're fucking funny. <laughs> She is good, isn't she? And that's new stuff, so that's stuff she's never... Yeah, and I like, I like the dark stuff about, you know, being in a relationship, being married, and the Torture Garden references. That. I didn't know what Torture Garden was, actually. I don't know what that is. <laughs> You're obviously not at that point in your relationship yet. What least. it is, is it's what happens to you when you've been married, settled down, and, and vanilla for too long. I've never been. But that's not really the point. Maybe I'll go for research purposes. <laughs> I just thought it was the funniest thing that was, like, the most different to Ikea. Yeah, I could think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go Google it. Is that Don't a good Google idea? it. Do not Google it. Do not, not Google it. Not on a word computer. <laughs> in fact, I think I might add that in. If you don't know what torture garden is. Uh, think about what it might be based on those two words and it's, it's that and then don't google it at work that's the other thing <laughs> yeah. do, you want, do you want me to do the bit I was going to do that I forgot to do go on then okay, so, so, this is um, an extra for the so torture garden it's not unlike Ikea right uh, they're both extremely difficult to get out of <laughs> torture garden just has slightly dimmer lighting and considerably more robust furniture. <laughs> well, it has to, oh, really, doesn't it? I know, and I wrote that, and I forgot to do it. <laughs> Next oh, time. Damn. Next yeah. time. <laughs>